I've got a snorkel in my pants and I'm not happy to see anyone. I'm Sam. I'm one snag away from losing my pants in a cowboy bar. This is Jackie. Sure, there's no snake in a toilet, but it has a dipshit in a leg cast. I'm Justin, and this is Picasso Trigger on Sneaker Madness. What's that smell? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Big for that. Thrill me. Hey, look at me! No more! Hang on! It stinks. Hang on! This is a double! Stinker Madness. Hello and welcome to Stinker Madness, the podcast about bad movies for bad movie lovers. It is time for another Andy Sedaris film. Uh, this is our fourth after seven malibu express and hard ticket to hawaii that we've done so sam cut to you cut to me take a caller i'm gonna call her ring (laughs) ring ring hello this is a caller you're wrong idiot uh last week i said something like this was shot fourth but then made it third uh no this is the third one they did with uh arlene as the producer right um and then i said something like Hard ticket was done before the night. Hard it's like hunted. Yeah. Hard hunted. Yeah, and that's like the sixth or ninth one or something yeah, like that. So you so are. So the Savage Beach was done after this, mm-hmm. and it seems a little bit like I've said that twice and been wrong on this podcast. Okay. One of the reasons is is that this is sort of by far the most extravagant production that they ever went through. Yeah, I would say so. Even though I think a lot of it is still like cleverly matched stock shots Mm -hmm. they did you know do at least three major locations they definitely went to las vegas and areas in between las vegas and la uh they definitely were in texas and they were definitely in hawaii regardless of how many of the shots they recycled from hard ticket they were there true uh whether or not they went to europe is still up for up for grabs and and i don't think they did but that's as good of research as no you're no do. i was just wondering why she was laying down because you kept pointing at her like what do you want me to do? I, i'm pointing at jackie because she hasn't gotten been able to get a word in sideways between the two of us assholes well, i thought you just told me to start no, I wanted to say hello jackie thank you for coming to the basement once again and have been on this show for six years yeah you know i'm the most overlooked castmate <laughs> Uh, I really do feel like Travis Abilene. Travis Abilene. That, you know, not I, I really as good as... Uh, you're more like the professor. Travis Abilene is at least... We're told that he's cool. He may not be cool, but we're at least told that he's kind of supposed to be cool. You're just like, oh, yeah, and the professor's here, too. <laughs> well, I like Danishes, so that'll work. Hey, there you go. Uh, Jackie, yeah. now you and I have uh, seen as many of the Andy Sedaris films as, uh, well, I guess the same amount because we bought the Girls, Gun, and G-Strings collection. The 10 films, I believe, is on that set. 11 or 13. Yeah. Um, A number uh, in between 9 and 13. Uh, if, if Refresh my memory what Arlene is selling that on her website. Uh, Lethal Malibu. Ladies? Yeah, the lethal. Well, no, no, no. It's gone. There's lethal ladies. Only has four. Uh, uh, 
Girls Gun and G-Strings is the entire collection minus Stacy and Seven. Yeah, and that's through Walmart. Uh, I think 20 bucks for that, something like that. Eight. Eight dollars <laughs> for 10 or 13 <laughs> movies. of the greatest bad movies of yeah. all time. I think there's 12, and I think he did 10 of them. Okay. His son directed two. Okay. You've... They produced at least 11. Uh, before we come back to Jackie, uh, I, w- I do want to preface, go out, buy these uh, for $8. You cannot do a better thing for yourself if you're a bad movie fan. Um, also, well, it's probably advised if you, because there's a lot of serialness into these films, uh, go back and also watch Malibu Express um, and Hard Ticket to Hawaii before you dive into, to, you can watch these out of order, but I recommend going in order. So, Jackie, um as you well know, Andy Sedaris is a fan of boobs. <laughs> uh, but you're a fan of the things that go over boobs, specifically costumes. And there's a lot of lovely ladies in uh, this film. So who do you think was the best dressed in this film? Of the women. Hmm. Hmm. You know, I'm going to go with the blonde that's uh, Travis Abilene's girlfriend. Donna. 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 Yeah, I wouldn't call her his girlfriend. Yeah, I'm going to go with Donna. Okay. Uh, because she, her swimsuits were lovely on her. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, she could pull them off no matter what swimsuit they put her in. She looked fantastic in it. Not just pull them off by visually looking at her and saying, she's pulling that off. She can pull them off literally at the on the drop of a hat, you know. <laughs> yeah, they also gave her some really pretty lingerie in the beginning, uh-huh. and um, you know she's classy too. Donna, we know that Donna's classy because she has a suit on. They're in a plane. She's got a pearl necklace on. No, you know we know that Donna. Donna's a you don't you do not get in Donna's way. Donna you don't. will burn you in the face with a cigarette. I wouldn't say that she's classy because of that. I, if, if we want to go with class, I'm going with Edie's the classiest. Oh, yeah, Edie. But she's not really a fighter woman. A fire woman. Fighter. Oh, fighter. Yeah, no. Edie's a more behind-the-scenes operator. And Gal Friday, as it were. Right? Something like that. She's really... Uh... She's that last expected line of defense. That's true. True. You don't cross. Uh, you don't get past Edie. But at the same time, you don't. Re- you don't expect her to be there. At the, on the team, everybody's friends with Edie. She's the only one that everybody likes. It's because her restaurant is good. Yeah, she's a good cook. <laughs> um, Sam, why don't you uh, uh, deliver your information about? Uh, Picasso Trigger, whatever you can find that we already haven't covered. If you want to more, know more about yeah. Andy Sedaris, go back and listen to our Malibu Express uh, episode where we actually, uh, Sam interviews uh, Arlene Sedaris at the end of the episode. Good, because I have some questions. Okay. Well, beyond the uh, sort of extravagance of the production in terms of its complication, mm-hmm. or uh, it's just there's a lot more going on in this one, even with the characters. There's a lot more people in this. Than there usual. is, yeah. Like, you actually have a hard time figuring out who's who. Kind of. And I think that's by design, though. Okay. I think that you're supposed to be. It's got to be. It's like a, a grab bag of who's who at the beginning. Right, of this thing. right. But one of the th- other things that you're going to notice about this right off the bat versus uh, the two previous is mm-hmm. that a piece of technology has made 
has become affordable to them, and it's a title maker. Oh, oh, oh yeah, right, sure. Because this is the first one that doesn't have an actual physical title sequence, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they have obviously taken the resources because that even though those were, you know, I thought they were awesome, right? Um, but they were sort of quote unquote cheap. That's something that you know took all day to shoot. So they've got this whole other day now that they can dedicate towards these explosions you're, and you're, shirts off ladies. You're and, talking about the credit sequences and the opening of seven. Hard yeah, to get to Hawaii. To get, and, the long red fingernails typing right, everybody's stuff yeah. out, right? right? Yeah, they didn't have a title maker before. Mm-hmm, they were completely mm-hmm. out of budget. Right. And now I think it's a video maker that has made it like, oh, now anyone can do these little titles. Sure. And uh, that that is immediately noticeable in the beginning and then... Because of that, like all of a sudden, we're greeted by a bunch of stock shots that they probably were like, "Oh, well, now we can afford these." Right, right, right. Hey, look at that! <laughs> it's the Arc de Triumph. We're, people will think that we're here. <laughs> yeah, um, we're now going to get two Abilene's. Yeah, versus yeah. Uh, one in the two previous. The quality's been going down steadily, although steadily. What's the oh Rowdy 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 Abilene? Abilene. I'm fine with Rowdy. I'm okay with Rowdy. He's Cody Abilene is, you know, that he's the the bee's knees. Right. Rowdy's fine. I got no problem with Rowdy. Travis and LG, though. <laughs> God, it, even his boat sucks. Yeah, the Abilene's are like the Kennedys. We start out with John, then we get Bobby, and then we're left Ted. with Ted. <laughs> and Ted's duplicated. So, like, we've got the, and I think LG's supposed to be, like, the patriarch of the Abilene's or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> And he's played by Guich Cook. Guich Cook. <laughs> I can't fucking. I guess that's how you say. It. That's not his real name. It can't be his Guich Cook. Okay, so this guy, uh-huh. he's uh, he's 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 making it a second appearance because he is uh, Colonel Thickcock in uh, American Ninja. Yes, he is. Uh, he's also like a shitty Jodon. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he is. Yeah, and he gets cast for that, uh, which is saying something. <laughs> so I think th- this is the weirdest thing. So this fucking guy. Bought an entire town of Lukabach, Texas. He bought a town. You mean like fucking Lukenbach, Texas? Like Clint Eastwood and Car- Carmel? No, he just became the mayor of Carmel. He just became he didn't the mayor. Buy he didn't buy, this guy he bought buy Caramel. He bought the fucking town. That's insane. And then he and his buddy, who How many also people? how many people? You got anything uh, on that? What I not not a, the specific size. Of, I gotta figure that it's you know a couple hundred. Yeah, it's there's small, no other fucking still, way to do this, right? Pretty, and he could, probably didn't buy everybody's property, just like the main strip of town. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Either way, he bought the whole fucking town. Right. And then he's got this buddy with him, who's named Hondo, <laughs> who, okay. which is another fake name. And they put on the Lukenback World's Fair and women's chili cook-off. Oh boy. So they cook they cook women in, in chili and I think everybody, it's, I'm well, going to just guess great. that it's a women's only chili cook-off and at the point where this guy's in charge of it they may or may not have shirts, right? It's, it's so you're, it's not like Scott Tennerman chili where you it's people. No, it's oh, okay, not. It's right. just a chili cook-off. Delicious it's women. Only women and it's a sidecar to the World's Fair of Lukenbach, right. Texas. <laughs> not quite um, as big as the New York World's Fair, but where he's discovered, because this is before he did acting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then he gets discovered. They're like, you know what you could do? You could play a Texas asshole. Right. You could be shitty Joe Don for and your And he was actually in Spielberg's first movie. Which is? The Sugarland Express. The Sugarland Express. But I think the Sugarland Express shows up in this. Like a little nod to that. Well, the Sugarcane Train. Sugarcane Train. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It's yeah, like okay. a little bit, maybe. I don't know. Huh. But yeah, so and then afterwards, she sells the town back. I guess when the 
Farron cook-off thing didn't pan out <laughs> the way that he fucking wanted it to, I guess. He's like, uh, uh, what's her name uh, in uh, Parks and Rec, her boyfriend. What's that guy's name? I really like that actor. Rob Lowe. Uh, no, not Rob Lowe. That guy sucks. Um, the uh, Scott? Ben. Ben. Yeah, it Ben's the oh, character's name. Yeah, yeah. What the hell's his name? Adam. Adam something West. Or other. Adam Scott West. He was. Uh, Scott McLean. Bill yeah. Scott? S- Scott Adam something. Scott. Adam Scott. Jesus. How we, Adam West? Scott West. How couldn't I, I couldn't put it together from there. Um, like when his uh, character runs for mayor at the age of 18, puts on the giant ice capades that bankrupts the entire town. Yeah, yeah. Like, what did he get? Like, did it, the market value go up or down? <laughs> he I sell f- down. figure he probably broke even on that deal. <laughs> I bet he was probably like out 35. Like he... He came into the red a little bit on the World's Fair and Women's Chili Cook-Off <laughs> and then sold the town back for about what he bought it for right. and decided acting, even though it was in his notes that he doesn't consider acting to be real work, not like pillaging the livelihood of people <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> for stupid fucking reasons. Right. Oh, Jesus. Uh, he might as well be the lead character of Rotor. <laughs> you know, he might have made that movie. Yeah. Uh and then the other half of the Abilene is, uh, of course, Steve Bond. Who Steve Bond. has been in everything. Uh, he was he most notably General Hospital, and then he was, uh, I think, the guy for, I think he was like the Playman of the Year in 1977 for Playman. Playgirl. Yeah. Play dude. pee out, and <laughs> ladies are like, man, if that pee wasn't attached to him, I'd like it. <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Jackie didn't like the Steve Bond. She was having considerable difficulties with him He's throughout the viewing scummy. of the film. Jackie, let's He's uh, greasy and gross and God, he's just everything that you look at when you're at the skating rink as a 14-year-old. Right, he's yeah. the 35-year-old uh-huh. fucking weirdo that's hanging out. Yeah. Like, hey, you ladies want a soda? Yeah, he's vibing it on the... He, and he's not even the type of guy that puts on roller skates. He just sits on the wall and vibes it at you. Yeah. He's just gross. He, he's not pretty... He's nothing to, I mean, he's, he's not, it's not like he's like hideous or anything, mm-hmm. but you know, he takes off his shirt. He's no, he's in a better shape than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in better shape than this guy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. It's just, and he's just not a good, very good maker outer. Oh yeah. He's, he's all about the porno tongue when it's like, dude, less is more. There's yeah. And you're like, ew, this is a movie movie. You're not even supposed to use your tongue. Stupid. The weird thing about him is, A, he's playing an Abilene, which sure. we know are the coolest fucking guys on the planet. Uh, if you took still shots of 95% of the time he's on screen, and you took this still shot and, and handed it to a stranger and said, blind ta- Pepsi challenge, what's this character? They would all say scumbag. Like, at no point does he ever be charming he's just always scummy like he's the villain like he can't not be scummy he lurks even when he's not lurking he's a lurker he has lurky eyes and it, it's gross <laughs> which is a, a great uh bonnie tyler song sure <laughs> well Lurk you know he, he would have been a great cast for like a villain sidekick sure. right right yeah not even the villain he, mm-hmm. he can't pull off the villain he would sure. be a very good like villain sidekick that gets killed yeah 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 but he's just no Abilene. Like uh, like uh, 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 Hans Gruber's bro. 
Like, sure. you know, he dies in an elevator. The guy yeah. with the yeah. really straight hair. Yeah. But, you know, and they're really trying to sell his sex because the first time we see him, he's in a pair of turquoise colored banana hammocks. And yeah. there ain't that big of a banana to be hammocking. <laughs> he can't even fill out his jeans like uh-uh. Tony Abilene does in all the movies, right? Cody. Cody Abilene. Tony. Tony. Tony Abilene. Tony Abilene's the one that's got the third, you know, three foot penis. Yeah. <laughs> he has to get a set of jeans just for his wiener. And can never get your car fixed right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tony, did you get the, oh, did you get the VW yeah. fixed? Nope. <laughs> it's a German car and he's Tony. Come on now. Let's get really Look, racist. I don't, I don't Let's get, get really racist. Get it's a t- Fiat. I don't get the Tony connection. I don't get it. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. What's the uh, German for Tony? Ach, my lemon. <laughs> I don't know. That's his first name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Ach, my lemon, yeah. Abilene. <laughs> okay, Jackie, sorry. <laughs> He's a good mechanic, but the bill is always difficult to sort out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and... And they tried to like put him in in uh, Wranglers or whatever, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't working for him. Wranglers he, or Jordash? <laughs> I, I think they were Jordashes, right? Some guest Sam? jeans in there. Why well, I would accuse the jacket of being Jordash when you first see him, he's he's in what I would call a uh, very cavalier interpretation of a Canadian tuxedo. Yeah, it head, should be head to toe denim, but it's gone too wild. There's like really white denim and some tan denim, and it's just like oh you. This isn't even a Canadian tuxedo anymore. It's like it's like shitty Sergeant Peppers of <laughs> denim is what he's got going on here. It's his mom's denim jacket. It is. Yeah, yeah I actually right. had that same denim jacket in grade school and I got beat up. Or it, I can yeah. see I can see Teen Witch wearing this jacket. Yeah, but either way, he can't fill out a pair of pants. They should not have him like lean back onto pieces of furniture that obviously are supposed to be showcasing his mm-hmm. his manlyhood there. And it doesn't, and you're just like, mm, no. That's why he has to stand on the other side of the railing at uh, the skate park, you know. So he, so you know, because if he was on on the on your side, he'd have to lean into it, and you'd be like, hey, man, you're not throwing out any vibe like that. Yeah, you're not gonna go. You seventeen ain't gonna get you twenty doing that <laughs> at the skate park. Weird forty year old guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean if. If you're going to go picking up on some weird lurker, you're going to want the guy who sits on the top of the skate rink and just plops his package down. Like, that's right. It covers the entire thing and hangs over a little bit (laughs) of the ledge. This is what you want, ladies. And then you just find out that it's just old balls and they've been stretched really. Right, right. Yeah. You're like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> I was tricked. Yeah, if only gravity worked when you were 20. <laughs> yeah, old switcheroo. You think, well, not really. That's, that's like a Costanza switcheroo right there. It's like the Wonder Bra or something? Well, no, but you and you, you think it's a giant wiener and it's just old large balls. <laughs> yeah. Immediately disappointed. Like, no. Like, oh, God. Where'd the wiener go? <laughs> yeah, that's just an average. But those balls are gigantic. Why do they do that? Uh, all right. What else we got, Sam? Well, that was it. That we we had reached the end of the uh, Abilene business when I turned it over to Jackie. Actually, all right. Well, I think uh, there's some other stuff, but I wanted to you want to save save it for when savor, it happens because there's one the, we got a big one. The taste of uh, got some surprise excitement later. Picasso trigger. Yeah, uh, Jackie, you got anything else before we dive into this? I thought the fish painting was really nice. Oh my god, we'll talk about the fish painting when we get there. Um, I thought whoever did it though was was a, it was a decent artist. Okay. 
It didn't suck. I The fish painting is better than any of us could do. Yeah, I thought it was okay. It was a fine fish painting. Speak for yourselves. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's it. Challenge accepted. Yeah, Next geez. week on our podcast website, you'll be able to see three Picasso trigger paintings. Dude, a week? Yeah, that's okay, all you dude, get. Yeah, okay, well, it's going to be a freaking stick figure fish. Then. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> stick a Stick figure fish. Jesus. This is the Picasso without any skin. It's just fish bones. All right, let's dive into this. Uh, Picasso trigger from 1989. 88. 89. 89. 88. 89. 89. No, uh, IMDb says 89, 88. so whatever. Nine. Uh, either way, Paris. We open on Paris, where... A fancy guy, uh, Salazar is his name, uh, is getting ready to go to the museum, I guess. Well, it's the the city of Paris's foyer. Right. Where he's given the city and the world uh-huh. uh, the Picasso trigger, which as Jackie was so eager to talk about is a painting of a, what appears to be a Dory. <laughs> it's actually, that's called the Picasso trigger fish. It is literally a Picasso trigger. Fish. Yeah. The movie is named after that fish. There's a it's real. fish called the Picasso trigger fish, fish. Yeah. Picasso trigger fish. What is, what's its story? Pretty much what they said in the movie. It'll, it'll get underneath you and kill you. How yeah, big it is rips it? Rips your guts well, out. Not very big. So like, well, ocean fish are all big, right? No, not like compared to river fish, right? I mean, so no. it's probably like, but it's really tall and long. I think they can probably get like 12. So like a marlin? Inches. Oh, fuck, not that big. Okay. Like, you know, foot and a half probably. Oh, so like a flounder. No, I think flounders are bigger than that. So like a cod. Cods are huge. So like a tuna? Tuna is also huge. <laughs> so like an orca. Those are not even fish and gigantic. So like an airplane, because that's where we're going. That's, so like that's a, the next one. So like a Loch Ness monster. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like a clownfish, but a little bit bigger. Probably. Yeah. See, that's what I was thinking. It was like a dory size jobber. Yeah, like yeah. it looks like a dory. Well, those actually get kind of big. I mean, like foot and a half big, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, huh. but that's the real thing. I did not know that. Don't you feel stupid I've, for making fun of it now? Well, no, I don't feel really stupid because the the ocean, as we know, is a vast biodiverse uh, universe that is separate to ours, and we don't even know what's inside of it. The people that are in the know don't know what's down there, so I have no problem with me knowing nothing about the ocean. Do you ever look at those pictures online mm-hmm. of the washed up of ocean stuff? Of the butts and boobs? Constantly. No, the washed up ocean oh. stuff from like after tsunamis and stuff. There's some scary shit down there. Oh, if yeah, I yeah, was yeah. this Picasso trigger fish, I'd be like, yeah, you have to rip people's guts out because you don't know what's coming up from the depths of the deep. Have you ever seen a coelacanth, Jackie? What's that? It's essentially a dinosaur. That's older than the dinosaurs. Uh, yeah, we thought went extinct. Uh, and then like 50 years ago, they started popping up and they are fucking monsters. They're like the Hydra. You don't have time to look it up because I can't spell coelacanth. Look it up after the show, Jackie. But yeah, no, you don't. You, you don't know what's down there. Have you seen the abyss? Criminy. Leviathan. Deep Star 6. Yeah, well, it's like. <laughs> the when, Meg? Well, then, that one sucks. When James Cameron did, went down to the bottom, he didn't find anything. <laughs> Because not even fish like James Cameron. He couldn't find the bar either. <laughs> Kept lowering it. I don't know. This uh, thing doesn't look that big. Well, it's not huge. It's just ugly as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's one that's dead. And I guess it's the size of a small two-year-old. 
Yeah, well, that's enough to not make you happy. Uh, the well, wh- you wouldn't want to stare it in the eyes and try to give it a kiss. It's not fabulous looking or anything. It's got legs and it's a fish. Yeah, the Wells catfish is another scary beast. Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, Picasso trigger. That's fascinating. Yeah, it's a, it's a real fish. Huh. Okay, so uh, he's gotten this painting. He's philanthropying. He's donating it to the museum or the city or whatever. Makes some lecture about death and, and uh, the conservation is good i don't know what his it's, real idiom here here is i think this is like the lobby of a howard johnson's or uh-huh, this is the uh-huh. foyer at the itt or the texas instruments building or sure, something sure, sure. but they put a sign on the outside of it says paris and he's like here at paris here's a painting like you don't have enough of these or the front gonna, door of the best western in yeah, el paso <laughs> i i'm giving it to all of you even though you have a whole Museum called the Louvre. Right, right. But here in the lobby of your it's city, pronounced the Lavra. The Lavra. <laughs> it's the L O U V R A. The Louvre. It's like the Brett Favre. You're right, right, right. Yeah, so the French. It's did. actually it was named after Brett Louvre, who was also a <laughs> French quarterback who did a lot of paintings. Um, but yeah, he's like giving him like here, France. Here's a painting at the fucking base of your hotel, and they're like, yeah, we don't care. And then like, I love how casually is about afterwards because everybody's still like like he's a big deal he's a big wig he walks in in a tuxedo he's given the wink and the gun at these like other big wigs who are just so like wow isn't it nice that we get to be in the same room as this incredible human being and then after he gives this big speech he just goes out front and has a smoke <laughs> he's like yeah Ooh, hey old friend and that was stressful uh-huh. <laughs> better go outside like he doesn't stick around to like shake hands have cocktails schmooze he just like all right well that's done i'm gonna go smoke now well that's because he knows that the painting is shit and he's like i don't want to stick around and have somebody go oh nice painting butthole of a fish the picasso tree like i mean at the end of the day it's a painting of a fish i mean it's a painting of a bowl of fucking fruit it's not a nice painting it's not uh remarkable say right da vinci didn't do this yeah it would be neat if like it was one of those like your grandma had where you flip the switch and the eyes light up or something like, or you turn ooh. it upside down and it takes its top off that's they have pen. paintings oh, that do yeah. that well, you know it's a banksy thing you just turn the whole tower upside down <laughs> yeah there's a topless lady oh about that turn yourself upside down and then Boops the come out. blood rushes to your head and you have any of the <laughs> fantasies that you want they're all right there. <laughs> so then he, so he steps outside for the smoke. He's been tailed by his own what man. A, what appears to be his man, and I, I think that he's, he's the sidecar bishop. Right. He's dressed like a bishop, but he's got an iron cross on. Like he's a, the bishop of Nazism. I don't know. It was like a weird star thing. No, it's the iron cross. Was dude. it? Yeah. So he's got a Nazi man. He's got a Nazi bishop man. <sighs> I don't know what this guy's deal is at all. He has but he's no got driver. His, yeah, that's what I was going to say. This man's got a man. Yeah. Yeah. That drives him around in a sidecar. And then out of nowhere, he pulls out a fucking musket. Yes. And blasts the Picasso trigger. I don't the know guy. It's a musket, but it's just, it's an older weapon. It's a big gun to be in a sidecar. Yeah. Well, sidecars are quite deep. That could fit a giant rifle in them? You could fit a giant rifle in it. Hmm. I don't know about that. This seems uh, very uh, cartoon-esque. Like, uh, I think you get one. I've sat in one of these. Foghorn Leghorn reaching into his, you know, 
feathers and pulling well, out a big mallet. This could be like the African sparrow or European, like with or without the musket. Wait, with or without the bayonet. That's what I meant. Yeah. Because without the bayonet, baby. Yeah. What, like? The like, bayonet makes it like a foot longer. The sparrows that grab coconuts and fly sure. them north to England? Those sparrows? They're not migratory. <laughs> hmm. I'm confused. Sparrows and muskets? Well, I was thinking that it was going to be more of a debate as to whether it would fit with or without the bayonet, but we decided immediately that it wouldn't fit with the bayonet, so it, it muted my very poor comparison immediately. Anyways, he shoots his his boss in the chest who dies. Uh, okay. It's a good heart shot. Yeah. Um. So, later on the Malibu Express... Not the Malibu Express. It's oh, like, it's some shithole. It's just a little four winds or something. It's a little motorboat. It's the this San is, Bernardino Express. Yeah, this is the Abaloon Trailer Park of boats. Abaloon. <laughs> Abaloon. I, I, believe, I believe Abaloons is what uh, pirate treasures are. Oh, no, those are A-Balonies. <laughs> A-Balonies? <laughs> <laughs> Also good for sandwiches. <laughs> um, I have a bolognese on my pike nikes. <laughs> this is the dumbest one we've done. Um, okay. So he's on the Malibu Express, which is not the yacht that Cody lives on. Um, I mean, just make it the Malibu Express 2, two or, or Junior or something. I don't know. Well, they just pulled the sign off and stuck it on there. Right. They don't have to do a lot of work beyond that. And I'll let them have it. Travis is there. He gets a call from, what's uh, Colonel Thickock? LG. LG. LG Abilene. Uh, who's like, hey, heads up, uh, the Picasso trigger, the world's, uh, or our most deadliest agent, you know, uh, him. Yeah. He's dead. Um, so be careful. Yeah. Something's up. Something's up. And he's like, okay. Cool. Whoa. <laughs> Gonna go back to being scummy. In Las Vegas, the cowgirl tumbler team of Kim and Patty Cakes. Yes. Who are on the marquee of the Sahara. Yeah. Above Wayne Newton. <laughs> Have you seen Wayne Newton's act? <laughs> Have you seen these? Yeah. I, I mean, come on. This is this is outlandish. It's not good. It's, this is some of the worst lady dancing <laughs> in any of the movies. Like, I mean, we just well, got done with Christina Aguilera and her ferret dance. I think it was better. Oh, yeah. this You got to take the pun in with this one, though, because okay. it's called the Greenhorn Room, uh-huh. which means the beginner's room. Sure, right, right, right. They're yeah. not that great. This is their first act. They're headlining above Wayne Newton. No, they're not. They're they're in the beginner's lounge. <laughs> Wayne Newton has fallen. He's, He's in, the- in the larger <laughs> lounge area. <coughs> Wayne Newton's a big fan of theirs. These guys, they're, they're warming up for him. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, there's some big wig there uh, who looks like Telly Savalas, I guess. I, I don't know what this guy's deal is. He's He's an ongoing part of this villainous plot down the road what's his relation to anything works for picasso trigger's brother okay who is the young michael mcdonald with the yellow shooting glasses uh ortiz ortiz yeah okay all right he also seems to have a relationship with like talent 
guys who are evil. I think his front is, uh, I don't know. His front is hanging out at this place, watching these ladies dance over and over again. Right. Until he convinces them that he can be their manager. I guess. Okay. So his front is, he pretends to be a talent agent, uh-huh, uh-huh. but he's actually in the sex trafficking thing so he he gets these young ladies he tells them oh you're going to be a star Uh uh you know here you're going to sign with us come up to this room they knock them out they put them in the sex trade they go out (laughs) and get the next one okay all right huh good job jacks um he's got a man who appears to look like colin farrell and ryan gosling had a child and it's this guy um and he has a homing device that he's like, hey, I've got the homing device. I'm going to go now. And leaves. This is a very dubious plan. Uh, has two guys that are lethal agents there yes. as well, I think. Yeah. So he goes and he gives the waitress a tip to give these guys flowers mm-hmm. and they're going to take him. But the homing device is in there. Oh, it's in the flowers. OK. Yeah. He puts it in there. and It's like a little watch battery. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and then that's going to like no loose ends there. This is going to work perfectly. It does, though. Yeah, because they have to take Sam Raimi's car to Palm Springs. I'm guessing it's probably going to be a horseshit trip. It's probably going to be a horseshit trip. And uh so he knows where they're at and then flies over them in a helicopter with a bazooka and explodes them. Mm-hmm. So now two more agents of lethal have died. Yes. Okay. But now we cut to Edie's. If you re- recall from Hard Ticket to Hawaii, Edie has a restaurant in Hawaii. Cynthia Brimhall. Cynthia Brimhall, who uh, we should know from Penthouse Magazine. Penthouse Magazine. How about that? Yeah. She uh just do the centerfold thing, or did she get into the? Uh, it was prior thing? to the um, water sports well, period. The, they, <laughs> if you were wondering, still get the uh, the intercourse in the penthouse. Yeah, I know she would have been one of the just um, centerfold centerfold now. Boring. Uh, pet, I believe, is what they're called. <laughs> yeah, yeah, penthouse pet. Um, gross. There's two agents there who just appear to be honeymooners, but they get laid like they're marked by getting laid. And lay, like the lays in Hawaii. Not yes, yeah. The sex. Um, they throw them up on a table and start doing Start them. doing yeah. them. Oh, those are the ones. Those are the bangers. Kill yeah. them. <laughs> if, they, if they shot people for having sex, everybody in this movie would be dead. Right. It's true. Um, so they get oozied by two nutsacks that are there. Bruce Penhall being one of them. Bruce Penhall. Bruce Penhall. Penhall. Bruce Penhall's in most of these movies. He's, okay. One of Andy Sedaris's friends. He's one of the greatest motorcycle racers ever. Oh wow! How about that? Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. He. Uh, they, these two get oozied in the chest uh, in slow motion and uh, die from it. So that's two more agents down. Somebody's clearly bumping off lethal agents. Yep. So which one is the motorcycle guy in this shot? The blonde dude that's doing all the wheelies on the motorcycle. Oh, right? okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one yeah. that looks like he can really ride a fucking motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, the only one that looks that's like they the actually guy. can. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So we learned that this is all part of Ortiz's hit job, who Ortiz is who? The most handsome man in this movie. The Michael McDonald guy is the most handsome? Yep. Because you can't even see his face. He's got 
freaking Unabomber glasses and a Michael McDonald beard. He looks fantastic. It's just because he's like a he's like an Ewok wearing <laughs> Unabomber glasses. Be- and, ooh, what does he look like, Jackie? Handsome. <laughs> he looks like not Steve Bond. Yeah. And that's all you gotta do. <laughs> it. That's all you gotta the do. The standards are not real high. You get Ninja Pony <laughs> side braid guy. Yeah, right. You get two doofuses on motorcycles. Uh-huh. You get an old guy that gets shot in the chest, or you get this guy. Right, 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 right. I'm going with this guy for this movie. <laughs> right. Ortiz is my guy. You know, there's a lot of good-looking women in this movie. So sure. I can... Well, I have one for that, too. It's okay. Edie. Right. I think Edie is the best looking out of all of them. All right. Um, so, who's Ortiz? He's the brother of the Picasso trigger. He's revenge. They think that this is all revenge because he feels like... His brother's been killed, and it must have been an inside job or something. Okay. That's the cover, anyway. I so, guess. is he in on this whole plot, or is he just freelancing? He's got to be in on it. Huh. Okay. Yes, he is in on it. Because I'm pretty confused about the whole plot, but we'll get we'll get to that eventually. Yeah. But uh, so Ortiz is killing all these agents who are going to testify or have testified against Salazar or Ortiz or I don't, I don't know. His like brother testified. They just. Maybe you're the ones who did it. Okay. Huh. I thought yeah. there was something about test- testifying. The the two gals in the boat, uh, Donna and... Taryn. 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 Mm-hmm. One of them had testified. Okay. All oh, right. Taryn testified against him. That's why she's in Hard Ticket to Hawaii. She's in the Witness Protection Program, remember? That's correct. Yeah. And they put... That's like, oh, you're new. Here's your new life. You're a pilot, deliverer, and secret agent. Why? Yeah. Yay. You can't just send them to uh, Orlando every time, Sam. You know, you can't just always send all your people to, to Florida, m- Central Florida. You have to mix it up a little to throw off the bad guys. Or give, like, what's my new profession? Not landscaping. <laughs> Not something that anyone could figure out how to do pretty. You're a pilot and a secret agent now. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Do I get a choice? No. No. Um, Can yeah. you get fired from your agency job? So let's say they're like, oh, you're going to be a grocery clerk, uh-huh. right? And they put you in an hour since you're like, you're going to fucking pay me because I'm just going to sit over here and do nothing. Well, and sometimes I'm not even going to come to work because I'm part of the agency. Here, here's program. the thing you're not factoring about uh, being in the witness protection agency, Jackie. You don't want to fuck up and bring attention to yourself because you get dead from it. Like, that's the guy, Joe Dirt, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. Clem's over there saying Joe Dirt's a goddamn hero because Clem's a rat for the mafia. Sheesh. Don't you know anything? Um, Speaking of Taryn and Donna, they wake up and uh, let everybody know what type of movie we're watching uh, by just going and taking random showers. (laughs) Hey, boobs. All right. Yeah. We're going to skip pretty much boob talk because there's so much fucking boobs in this movie. I mean, like, he dials the boobs to... It's hard to say he dials the boobs to 11, but, man, there's a lot. Again, the Malibu Express shower scene is sort of like, there's... what you're just trying to give me a boner, and that's it. Right, but there's... There's, like, it's almost plot and dialogue relevant. There's no... This is more like Wynerski boobs, where it's just... God, we haven't had boobs on screen for about 10 minutes. Somebody go take a shower. Sure. A I think silent shower. This one does that a lot because it tries to have so many moving parts that mm-hmm. it just every once in a while goes, oh, yeah, boobs. Boobs. Oh, yeah, explosion. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, boobs. Yeah, because let me tell you, nobody takes a shower before they go jumping in the ocean. Right. Their next step is to go scuba diving. (laughs) Yeah, you're not going to shower before you go do that. The fish don't give a shit if your hair is oily. Maybe they're they're very concerned about the the conservation of the ocean as well, and they don't want to put any uh, chemicals in it, so they use Pert Plus. There's certain fish that go after stinky people. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe the Picasso trigger. Maybe. Or the coelacanth. You know, <laughs> <laughs> smells like other fish. They attack them, <laughs> or, or the or the brown trout. For those like stink. Yep, they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> so four. Um. <laughs> so they go scuba diving, and sure enough, Ortiz is there with his mans, and they've got a remote controlled airplane that is explosive. Common theme. Yeah. They go crazy with the remote control stuff in yeah, this one. Yeah, they do. Uh, and so they're there to blow up Donna and Taryn as well. Mostly they just have a good time with the model it, airplane. It's hard to not just freelance with it. Like, whoa, this thing's really flying awesome. <laughs> like at two points, the Michael McDonald guy's like, just blow up the boat. And they're like, man, this thing's great. Yeah, yeah, like, we'll, we'll get there. It does loop-de-loops. And he's like. Stop freewheeling, you dicks, and blow up the boat. Well, hold on. So they finally do it. Yeah, they finally yeah. blow up. But uh, Taryn and Donna see it, and they're like, what? That's they're, our boat. Like, oh, not getting the deposit back on that, rental. Right. Let's go about our day. Let's go to the aeroplane. Back at uh, the Texas ranch, LG, has uh, he's riding his pony down the street. And heads off towards the house, and he's got a couple tails on him. And they're like, he's going to the bar. Get him. <laughs> yeah. Which, okay, I don't really know what the relevance is to the barn because they've pre-rigged a Jeep to explode. Sure. Where his ranch hand gets into it, drives 20 feet, and then they hit the button and explode it. Like, there's clearly something wrong with this plot. Well, that and the first thing out of, you know, the rancher guy's mouth is, no, I'm never going to get my coffee and sandwiches. What a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fourth ranch hand that's been exploded this week. I just love the way he suggests he asks, he doesn't ask for it. He's like, hey, why don't you get in that Jeep and go get some coffee and sandwiches? <laughs> oh, why don't I? Yeah. You're right. Okay. What was I thinking about not doing that? Um, Like, he's headed to the barn. Maybe. I still don't ever see a barn. No, I'm just quoting them. Yeah. He's headed to the barn. Let's get him with our pre-rigged Jeep explosion. That we get the wrong guy with. That we can see he's not in. And then LG is looking at them. He knows that they don't blew up the wrong guy. Everything is wrong about this. Yeah. Like, maybe figure that there's something deeper going on than isn't LG, and he doesn't figure it out until, like, three quarters through this movie. I don't know if he fi- somebody else figures it out for him. <sighs> yeah. All right. So he calls Travis, and he's like, hey, somebody tried to explode me. Just warning you. <laughs> he's an egomaniac. He yeah. immediately assumes that it's him. Right. He doesn't know that Pedro wasn't part of the Mexican mafia down. It's true. And he's in the witness protection program and they finally found him. He doesn't right. know. They're yeah. like, hey, your new job is ranch hand and secret agent. <laughs> <laughs> because that's all we give out. Of, if you have, if you thought about a new life as being a secret agent, <laughs> join the witness protection program. 
So Donna and Taryn, they have no ride back to town, so they take the Sugar Lane Express, which is a train. It's like a fun touristy train. <laughs> it's the Sugar Cane Train. Yeah, the Sugar Cane Train. The Sugar Lane Express being that Spielberg movie. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. I, was, already confused. I thought it was a cocaine reference. Um. Yeah, maybe. I think there might just be a sugar cane train. There might be. We might know nothing about Hawaii, and this is just something Oh, I don't know do. anything about Hawaii. Yeah. I don't either. I know it's an island. They don't have snakes. Yeah. Yeah. Or is that Ireland? Ireland doesn't have snakes I don't think either. they either have No, snakes. Ireland doesn't have children. That's what... Yeah, okay. Um, no, they don't have any potatoes. Yeah, that's a super funny joke about <laughs> all the death that they've experienced in their history. I thought it was, I was making a Pied Piper. Oh, that's Germany. Yeah, the Pied Piper was in Germany. Maybe we don't know anything about anything. I think Sea-la-cants. the Pied Piper was in Holland. Coelacanths. In Holland, they wear wooden shoes, and they plug holes in, in the dike with their fingers. Mm. So that would work. Most dikes plug holes. Okay. Okay, <laughs> moving on. So. <laughs> I'm four. Yeah. They, uh, so anyway, they get on this train, and they catch a ride, and they get off, yeah, and, and they, they go to the airplane. To the yeah, they walk back to work. The Apparently, yeah, they have a, a really silly child-themed touristy train that can take them directly to work. Right, right. The Malachi cargo plane that they yeah. keep giant Cobras in sometimes. Dude, well, I would love to live in a place that had like, a little train like that mm-hmm. that would take me around. No, they live I would in use public. I would use public transit if it looked like that. Have you heard of Hawaii, Jack? It's supposed to be nice. Yeah, I've heard it's nice. <laughs> I heard it's nice, too. I've never been there. <laughs> All right. So they've got a new agent coming in. Her name is Lady Pantera. Lady Pantera. Uh-huh. And uh, she arrives in town in, in uh, Maui, and she's getting tailed immediately. Travis goes to visit her like, hey, I'm going to meet Lady Pantera. And it turns out they went to college together where they used to be lovers. I thought that was high school. Either I, way. He was the captain of the football team. I guess college football teams have captains too, but. Sure. He doesn't look like a quarterback. No, he looks like he probably played in a small town somewhere. He, lo- he looks like the punter. Yeah. Wow. So th- their first move of operation, whatever their current task is, is to put on pants. Yeah. Uh, a quote unquote pants. Her pants are not pants. No. Her shirt I'm, is not a shirt because we know it's not. Most of the guys in Def Leppard would be like, isn't that a little obscene yeah, for torn up jeans? Come that's on now. gratuitous, lady. Um, yeah, like I said in the beginning of this podcast, one snag away from not having pants on at this cowboy right. bar. It would be like that uh, Looney Tunes thing where you pull one string and then you spin around and your sweater's gone. Yep. Or that Weezer song, whatever. Or, you know, I mean, warm-up pants are more secure than these things. Yeah. Yeah. You just take those right off. Not pants are more secure. <laughs> it's like she's wearing less than pants. Right. Well, you know, she does look like she's holding them up with a... And, uh, electrical cord yeah like cut off of a lamp yeah so that'll work that was big in the 80s right electrical cord belts (laughs) i don't know but you know Hmm. they're also going to this extremely high high high-end cowboy bar because everybody there is driving a porsche a lamborghini or there was another really nice car in the background no but there was no pickup trucks at this yeah outside it looks like the ritz carlton inside it looks like some place that dalton would work yeah it's roadhouse yeah i've been to this bar it's in colorado hmm like the, like the set or just this, a, a the similar bar, bar that looked exactly like this the crappy rails on the outside of the dance floor there's three of them in town yeah dude every shitty dalton bar looks like this jackie they didn't drive sh- from texas to colorado to shoot a scene at a yeah. bar <laughs> they, went, 
They went, we need to go find a uh, shitty Western theme bar. Turn left, and there one is. <laughs> yeah. Well, if we need a shitty Western bar, we certainly can't find one yeah. in Texas. <laughs> you know, there's like three within a mile and a half of here that we could rename shit kickers. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh anyways so they have some country dancing some drinks their tails are there they get spotted but they're like oh let's not worry about that let's go back and let's make love yeah I so can't how get do you, you make of- how do you make love sam you stick your hands in the holes of her pants and pull them up into her hoo-ha. yeah you also go side to side you rub your wiener side to side on her pocket oh i like that move, yeah actually. it's yeah. nice it's like the uh it's like the the painful dry hump. <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna I'm gonna really get warmed up for disappointment by chafing myself before I even get started. Damn you, Jordash. <laughs> They're also both really sweaty for some reason. Dancing, it's, it's hot. Yeah, dude. Oh, when dancing. you're when you're really giving it your all, you're out there sweating. Oh, that dancing was awful. Yeah, it was. There terrible. was even the extras couldn't figure out how to do it. <laughs> that old man, though, that one extra that was the old man and his partner that kind of cut in front of the camera and they were scoot, scoot, scooting down to the floor. Oh, yeah, they they were good. Okay. So the next morning, they meet up with uh, not Joe Don Baker uh, at a diner, and uh, they tell him, uh, you know, about hey, there's dead agents everywhere, and he's like, Ooh, okay, well, check this out. The, there's two guys that just walked in, and they're trouble, so we gotta kill them. Yeah, they're after you. We've been made, I guess, Lady sure. Pantera. They were. She was made when she got off the plane. Yeah. So, um, he's also. Uh, LG is in disguise, quote unquote. Oh, as a as a cowboy, as a fisherman. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. He's just like he's wearing a new hat. He's wearing a disguise that's like a sign that says disguise. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, you just went and bought clothes from Eddie Bauer. Good for you. Oh, Eddie Bauer would be too expensive. <laughs> yeah, this is like the sportsman section at Kmart. Or the there was a blue light that was shining, and he's like, oh, that looks like a disguise. <laughs> you know, it says disguise on it. It's a Halloween costume. I am someone else. <laughs> uh, so they're like, all right, here's the plan. We're going to lead them away. <laughs> Actually, he says, you stay here. He says, here's the plan. You stay here. I'm going to go outside. You get behind him. So they all get up and walk out the front door. <laughs> Best plan ever so far. Then they have a new ad hoc plan that involves two of them getting in one boat and her taking the party barge. Right. We'll stay here and he's allowed to leave. No. No. You stay here and guard him. Nobody else can come in. Right. Nobody else can come in, including you. No. No. That's not what I said. <laughs> Another. You know, I just have to cram in the Holy Grail references whenever yeah, I yeah. can. <laughs> two in one episode. So, yeah. So they get on somebody's boat and freaking end up in the everglades i don't know how they do this from texas um and uh they lead these two guys away while lady pantera gets on a party barge which i guess that's an actual brand party Uh, barge i don't know if that was the brand or if that was just whatever brands party barge and they didn't want to fuck around with the name they're like this is the party barge party barge clever guys hey they're not uh making any false illusions <laughs> yeah it's a big boat with lots of seats and right. it's square it's, it's a party barge. like when you're looking for a western bar in texas turn left <laughs> you go to the boat store like oh do you have any party barges and they're like uh yeah the one right next to you and you're like oh my god it's actually called hey, the party it's barge called party barge yeah uh 
so they lead them around and Travis in Grand Abilene tradition can't shoot shit that's moving. He's worse than He's worse. Cody because yeah. at least Cody's hitting shit that's in the shot. Yeah, right. Like he's shooting lamps and plants and other things. <laughs> yeah. You you these are strays. You don't even know where they're going. The other guy's not so good shot either because he's got a shotgun and he can't hit anything. So, you know. Yeah, well, no. Maybe he shot his cousin. He's probably, I mean, they're going fast and they're out of range, so he's just using the wrong tool. Okay, all right. Um, either way, they lead back around or somehow Pantera got in ahead of them in a party barge, which doesn't make any sense, but she's got like a collapsible sniper rifle that she shoots the dude yep. with. It kind of seems like it was part of the party barge. It seems like it's part of the party barge. Like, I thought she was putting together a flare gun, Uh huh. and then all of a sudden it's a rifle. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder, have wonder a, how many times they've had to use this on this party this barge. This must be the M- Minnesota Vikings party barge. No. I, you need a sniper rifle. In Texas, you can't have a party without shooting Dillers. Yeah, right. Dillers? Yeah, armadillos. armadillos. From a boat? <laughs> There's swimming and flying Dillers, especially when you start drinking that Texas moonshine. <laughs> Fucking shit comes from everywhere. Coming out of trees. Dillers, get them. Get them. <laughs> Man, Gary, I gotta tell you, this party is out of control <laughs> again. <laughs> um, so, so she blasts one of them. Joe Don switches to the back and uses his hand cannon to shoot the other guy. Mm-hmm. You know, with one shot because Travis can't hit shit. Which begs the question: Why wasn't this the original positioning of right. team action? Having him drive and. Well, I mean, I guess maybe we are to infer that Travis can't even really drive for long periods without fucking it up. Right. So that's probably it. So everybody's had enough of this shit. It's time to put the team together and go to Paris. So they get everybody, everybody on lethal and head off to have a meeting and a plan. They're making a plan to put an end to this shit, I guess. Mm -hmm. And the plan is they've got until Sunday to kill everybody. Sure. I don't know why Sunday. Because they're going to put the hits out for the rest of the witnesses. See? Uh, and uh, anybody who will testify. See? Yeah. Or has testified against the brother on Monday. Okay. They're they're rounding up all the people. Yeah, there's a, there's a testifying witness thing here that I just don't understand. I'll we'll get to later. Secret agents are in the witness protection program. Yeah, right? they're, they're just fucking killing them off. Uh, and, you know, they have to avenge Pedro's death. I'm going to make a note here. And do my best to translate uh, what we see on film by screaming, Thursday! <laughs> Thursday! There's been a lot of, it's been a while since we've had a credit or a title. And right. this one just sort of shows up. It's like, Thursday! Thursday! <laughs> like, whoa. Uh, okay, so, so we're at Thursday. They got until Sunday. So Donna, find, like, she's super jelly about Pantera, though, because she's like, hey, I can smell you on him. I don't like it. She, like, likes Travis. Why? Donna's out of his league. Yeah. She's the star of the lethal ladies. She doesn't like. She just doesn't want anybody, you know. Fishing Stepping around on the her groove, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is her hunting territory. Go find your own fucking pack. I'm the one that bangs Avalanche. Yeah, she's like, I don't care how bad this one is. He, You can't have him. He's still got the last name. He's mine. 
I'm going to take my clothes off in front of him and he's going to bang me. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. You know, maybe this is where the naked man started. The naked man. Where you where you go on a date and if you want to have sex with a girl, you just take off all your clothes. Yeah. And you just stand there in the living room as the naked man. We've explained this to you the before. I don't think this is where that started. I'm pretty sure that that started with the beginning of time and men being douchebags. <laughs> When they were already naked, you're like, look, I'm naked. You were naked a minute ago. You went to the restaurant naked. Jesus. When you met me, you had no pants on. You freaking caveman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that what we're talking about? No. Okay, I'm confused. <laughs> I don't know anything about this naked man thing you're talking about, about and I don't man. want to know anything about the, go on a date and then take all your clothes off and be like, what do you think? Well, it's not that at all. I think you suck. It's dude. more of a. It's more of a fully invested. I am completely humiliated. Move. <laughs> yeah, you stand you really there gotta, in the superhero's we, pose on your own time. You, you'll need to look into the naked man. <laughs> so it's like it's like public shaming. It's like, why not? I mean, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like so are you okay either way if like she runs up and kicks you square in the bag there, you've been embarrassed and the, that's your that's your thing the se- the success rate on the naked man's like 10% but it seems like you're spo- like you win because you want humility sure why not <laughs> either way you've done the naked man yeah i don't get it um, I, that has never happened to me but i i'm not going to say that i wouldn't be like wow if the merchandise was decent. But I think that you're like 50-50 split it there that they're going to look at, at sure. your business and be like, oh, oh is it, Isn't this exactly what fucking Louis C.K. got his career ended for? I think the naked man sounds like something we shouldn't be encouraging. No, you shouldn't do it. It's sexual harassment at the least and assault at the most. Depending on what happens after you're the naked man, it can get really bad. What, what if you just go up to a lady and be like, Man, dinner was great. What did you think about the lobster? Also, will you shit on my chest? What? Oh, that's not it. <laughs> I mean, that's... why not do that, you assholes? I don't want poop on me. <laughs> yeah, dude. She doesn't want a, your dick in front of her. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> I think that that, that phase in Either way, Donna does the is... naked man. Actually, <laughs> yeah, naked man's Tony Ambling. And it works. So, yeah, it works. if you're Donna Spirits, you're gonna have a better success rate than one in ten. I think it's probably gonna be more like twenty nine out of thirty. Hey, guess what? Huh? Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday, everybody, and the movie has told us. Yeah. Uh, it's this, time to go into action plan. Taryn gotten gotten JJ yet? Yeah, or, she has to. She gets on a plane to go meet with Jimmy John. Jimmy John, who's now... Who's who? He's J.J. Jackson from uh, the Hard Ticket to Hawaii, so... Whose job is... Her boyfriend. Oh, just being her boyfriend. Yeah, but you know who he is. Mm, No, I don't. Wolf Larson. Who is Brie Larson's brother. Fucking Tarzan from that fucking Tarzan show. Oh, Tarzane. Tarzane. Yeah, that is Wolf Larson. That is Wolf Larson. Yeah, the Amazon Prime uh, Tarzane show that we've uh, highly recommend you go watch for three seasons. He's uh, in both of these. Yeah, that guy's cool. Yep. He's not Darby, but uh, he's close. No, and he has almost no... His whole part is I bang Taron for 10 minutes in two of the movies. Oh, he does something more than that. He is a delivery vehicle for Andy Sedaris' cameo. Oh, that's true. Yeah. There's a comedy here as well. Yep. Andy Sedaris golfing. Pretty awesome. 
Uh, so she, yeah, they go bang. Um, Cam and Patty Cakes, they get talked to by uh the Tully Savalas guy, and uh, he's like, "Hey, I can, I can set you up." And they're like, "Wink, wink, nudge, nudge." Sure, buddy. <laughs> yeah, they're in. So everybody's trying to Dutch door each other right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. So you know what they do? What? Take some showers. Yeah, get in a jacuzzi with their boobs out. Yeah, like yeah. one lady's in a jacuzzi, and she's like, I'm going to use this as a bath. <laughs> well, like, they've got a guy on their team. A, a guy on their team? The, the Oh, yeah, it pisses me off. The muscles guy, muscles right? The guy from Malibu Express. Yeah, it pisses me off. Why couldn't he go in there and get naked with him? I don't know. I Maybe don't know. it was too risky at the time. What? Possible. Like, like interracial. Mixed, mixed rate. I don't know, dude. This is uh, 30 years after, you know, Kirk and Uhura. Or uh, Soylent Green. Soylent Green? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why not. I think it, it pisses me off doesn't get a whole lot of playtime in uh, this movie. Yeah, he needs more. It's too bad. Cause he he kind of seems like like he's somebody's man. Like, I, well, hold on. I'm going to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> um, he seems like he's it part seems of. It seems like he's hired. Like he's a hired thug for lethal. Well, so. Like he's not part of the team, really. He says something later on where he's like, yeah, I got to get either the rest or I got to call the cleanup crew. It seems like he's part of like the sort of second stage thing. Mm. Like he's more of a backup. Oh, okay. He's not just backup on screen. He's actually part of the backup team. Okay. Either that or they couldn't have him take off his shirt because he seems to be quite muscular. Like he would break the camera. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'd be like, sorry, Travis Ameline. He's a championship (laughs) bodybuilder again with wide world of sports and Andy Sedaris's friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When he comes out in that leotard, the guy's stacked. Yeah. You can see just, how ripley that man is it's like man he should have been in the shirts off scene yeah i think that uh it pisses me off not having a bigger role as one of andy's bigger mistakes in this film there's other mistakes things that are missing but like he's so much fucking fun in malibu express and it seems like here he's just a few lines of dialogue from being able to make this movie a bunch of more fun yeah and he never fucks up any of his lines no he doesn't he's he's got good delivery yeah it pisses me off it's great um so Travis, uh, Travis and Donna are post coitus on a plane, and I guess that gives him brain powers after sex to uh, start getting clues because he looks like out of nowhere he's like, "Wait a minute!" and he starts looking through this Manila folder that has pictures of Picasso trigger, but it, the, the his watch is on the wrong wrist sure. and his dead photo, post dead photo. So something's going on, but nothing ever comes of it or until like the very end of the fucking movie. Like he never says, we've got more detective work to do. This is a clue. Well, no, he says that son of a bitch. I think you were supposed to realize right now that he's still alive. Right, right. Okay. Huh. I don't know if you're supposed to or not. But. I realized he was still alive at we, that yeah, point. Yeah, because we'd already seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so they stop by and visit the professor from Seven. He's in this movie. Yeah, and he's actually the professor because he's in uh, Hard Ticket, but he's not the professor. He's mm-hmm. just like a side uh, background character that doesn't really have anything to do with anything. Hmm. But he is actually the professor from Seven linking that movie to these now. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's all one universe. The professor gives Donna 
a exploding RC car and then a exploding boomerang. These are very high tech too, because um, all you do is slap the dynamite on there with I, some super glue and let it ride. So I tried to write boomerang in a way to accentuate boom. I was like, well, this isn't really a boomerang. It's a boom boomerang. Oh, and then I wrote it down. I was like, it's already that. already a boomerang. It's already that. I guess I could just boomerang. Maybe, maybe the, boom. you know, the indi- exclamation point. Arang! The indigenous people of Australia, you know, had, they knew it was like a double entendre for them. Like, yeah, it's a boomerang. You whack a guy in the face and boom. Boom. <laughs> John Madden. Maybe the. Uh, Splits their eye open. Is there a double entendre in didgeridoo? You know? Didgeridoo. Don't. Didgeridoo. <laughs> didgeridoo. <laughs> The brown note comes from the didgeridoo. Yeah, it's like the saxophone of Australia. You're basically saying didgeridoo me. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, sexy. And the ladies are throwing their bras up on stage. Ooh, didgeridoo. Is there a uh, double entendre and uh, throw another shrimp on the bobby? Crikey, that's not a knife. <laughs> what? It's like to be an asshole from Australia. Yeah, why not? I mean, an asshole pretending to be from Australia, I mm-hmm. should say. Yeah. <laughs> Oi. That's how they all sound, huh? Yeah. I'm Jacko. Jacko. Oi. <laughs> we need to have one of our Australian listeners call in and leave us a voicemail so we can hear what an actual Australian sounds like. Somebody needs to call in and, and tell us what Jacko's up to. <laughs> I thought we looked that up and we, he's, yeah, he was like on a game show or something. <laughs> right now, everybody else is going, who the, who the fuck, fuck is, Jacko? is Jacko? I don't even remember who Jacko was. Who was Jacko? Jacko was the Energizer Bunny. Like he was on Energizer commercials. He'd be, Oi! Yeah, but what was he from? He well, couldn't just be the Energizer guy. No, I, played, he, I think he played football. Yeah, he was hmm. uh, Aussie League's football guy that oh, turned okay. stand-up comedian. Awesome. And then he was also in that show where that had that was very short-lived, like The Highwaymen or something, where they hmm. had like the helicopter transformers on the semis. What? Yeah. Helicopter transformers on the semis. Yeah, we looked that up and you got like a weird man boner. How did you forget about it? Uh, I It was so awesome that it broke he, my- He just fell over and forgot everything my for two weeks. Transformer helicopter trucking fuse. Yeah. That's amazing. I would like to go to there. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Um, Saturday! <laughs> <laughs> Jake and Edie dress like porn stars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come it's on. It's not guys. even close. It's like it's in this guy's contract that he's, he's just dressed like a porn star all the time. Right. Even though he's not a porn star. They are infiltrating one of the bad guys' headquarters, and they pose as phone repair people. <laughs> that are not. That the, are porn stars. <laughs> I hear your phone doesn't work. Why is bang, bang, bang. Why are you wearing a onesie? <laughs> well, that and the guy's like, my phone is fine. And she's like, that ringing doesn't bother you? I'm like, no, that's just the emptiness in your head. Honey. Yeah, right? <laughs> you have that all the time. How <laughs> can you hear anything. <laughs> yeah. How about I fix those pants? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, that's not what we're doing here. Hey, Jake, did you bring your tool? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't bring the right equipment. We'll have to come back tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I was going back to the porn talk thing. That was, was my porn talk. Uh, 
that's not what they say in pornos. I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm going to have to come back tomorrow. And then there's not a porno scene? Yeah. Like, that's what happened here. Looks like I can't get a boner. I'll have to leave now. Try again later. And then you just have a shot of a guy doing typing. You know, he's just in the, he's just in the van eating cold pizza. <laughs> Man, this is a great porno. Yeah, hot, I, right? Oh. It's hot. It's a hot porno. <laughs> Meanwhile, the whole thing that they're doing, this elaborate ruse that they've put on, none of it needs to happen because the only Indeed. thing they do is hide this shotgun poorly. Right. In a plant that's not big enough to hide a shotgun. Correct. In. They can just walk right out after that. They, why do they need to hide it? It's on the other side of the door, too. It's, so the, need to go it's not in the, the place they need to go to. And if they can just walk a shotgun up there and hide it in the plant, just come back tomorrow and walk a shotgun right up there. Indeed. Or go back out, grab the shotgun, and then just shoot these guys with it. <laughs> right. This is an awful plan. Not to mention... They're dressed like porn stars. They're dressed like porn stars. They're not called like, uh, yeah. The uh, the phone appears to be broken. Like, if you're a secret agent, you cut the phone line or do something to fuck. You put a sure. little weird fuzzy sound maker on the phone line, and then they the guy calls the phone company, but you intercept the call, and he's like, "Hey, my phone's broken." No, and you go, "Okay, I'll come in," and then you have an excuse to get through security and blow the guy away. They just walk in and say, your phone's broken. He's like, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Edie tries. We'll be back tomorrow. She picks it up and she's like, this doesn't sound good. Doesn't it bother you? He's like, the phone works fine. And she's like, no, okay. it doesn't. No, she says, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And, and that's goes, the end of the dialogue. And he goes, yes, it does. And she's like, no, it doesn't. And we'll be back tomorrow. Phone. He grabs the phone and hangs it back up. We can't fix this now. We'll have to be back. We didn't bring our tools why are you here? <laughs> so, how, uh, I think your pants are out of order. I mean, shoot them. Yeah, you just if shoot If you're them. the bad guy, you have got two people that are clearly here to assassinate you. You go the other way. Like, you're a bad guy. You kill these people for fun, and you're sure. like, oh, okay, I guess my phone is broken. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you told me. Ugh. Also, the bad guy in this scene is uh, one Dan Alexio. Uh-huh. Uh, world Karate Champion. Oh, cool. White World of Sports. Friends with Andy Sedaris. There you go. Nice. Yeah. <sighs> Which probably is indignant for him getting beat up by fucking Jake. Yeah, right. Speaking of Jake beating somebody up, it's go time. It's Sunday! <laughs> How about that? How bad did that peak right there? <laughs> it went over the yellow pretty good. Not as bad as Saturday. Saturday was your biggest so far. <laughs> Hey, sorry about everybody's car speakers. Um, Kim and Patty dance for their mark. Their same dance that they've done four times. It's awful. The music is awful. Oof. Well, they spice it up. They take off the vest that they have on. I guess. So now they're just wearing their bikini tops. Yeah. And we they're like, hey, did you like that dance guy? And he's like, yeah, it was fine. How about you come back to my bang palace? And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll die. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's like, they'll do for the Oriental clients. That's what he says. Right, right. Yeah, and she pulls a fucking gun out. Dusts him. Dusts him. Through a table with a shotgun. Uh, the the handler gets killed immediately, uh-huh. and then the guy who lost an audition for Wonder Years has sort of a <laughs> longer shootout, ends up 
really, I'm pretty sure killing Patty Cakes. He but, shoots Patty right in the forehead. Yeah. There's, like, she's fine, I guess, because it bounced off her fucking skull, but she, it, the way things are lined up and the size of his gun implies that she has a bulletproof head. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It looks like she's dead as shit. Well, <laughs> her brains came apart. What's his face? Pisses me off comes in. And uh-huh. He's like, oh, God, I got to get the cleaners to come in for this shit. And then he, she's like, oh, look, it just grazed her. And he just doesn't say anything like, yeah, no, honey, she is dead. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be okay, right? Yeah, sure, whatever, Yeah, lady. I'll just carry her around for a minute here. Uh, back at uh, Team Porno, uh, they go back in, and the Tufts are clearly on to them because now they've got weapons. Well, I guess their shotgun. Did they find their no, shotgun? Because the shotgun never gets used. Yes, it does. Okay. So, no, uh, heavy blonde guy comes out with an Uzi uh-huh. and then karate fight. Yeah, Evan Lurie style karate fight. fight. Yeah, he, this guy is because he's in a couple of those movies that we watched that are around there that he's shitty Evan Lurie. Yeah. Um, yeah, they. He kicks the gun in his hands and does some more karate. Gets beat up pretty good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, but then uses the little-known eye gouge technique. Well, Jake only has one choice to eye gouge him because he puts him in a, a pretzel twist. Or the, oh, he's got him in a lion tamer. Yeah, the, the submission wrestling move. <laughs> yeah, and then... So, because Edie comes in at one point to save him and shoots him with the hidden shotgun. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. And then he pokes the guy's eyes out so he's like been shot and gouged then he beats up the other guy and does like a tiger uppercut and kills him Uh uh-huh uh-huh and goes into the main mark's office beats the shit out of him we got no he goes into the main mark's office then strips down to his ankle length speedos (laughs) before getting into this next fight (laughs) i'm sorry you don't want to can't leave that he's like i'm done fucking around i need to Streamline. <laughs> you gotta be fast here. Yeah. Whip, whip, whip. Uh, eventually, he beats this guy up and then just slides him off a desk out a window. <laughs> out a window. <laughs> it's one pretty of, funny. One of the great dummy falls. Bad, bad dummy. Love it. Yeah, they got it to really sort of hook just over the top of the camera. Like it was. Oh, yeah. It's fallen straight at the camera. Yeah, it's a great established shot, but uh, it. It's it's a very dummy dummy. Like it oh, yeah. does not move. Usually you have the arms flopping around, you know, very in, inappropriately. But this one is just stiff as a board. <laughs> yeah, it's good, but it's totally stiff. But it's also like bent like a banana. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. At first, it looks like a banana, and then the arms kind of break free, and you're like, oh, okay, it's a person. <laughs> Man, I love a bad dummy. Now it's Donna and Terrence's turn. They lead their guys on dirt bikes to where they can shoot them because they've yeah. also got a fucking big sniper rifle thing that they shoot at one of them from like 20 feet so away. So it looks like Terran dusts the dark-haired guy with an AK. Yeah, it's a big gun. And then she doesn't shoot Bruce Penhall because we need to see him hot dog it a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like we, I, I could have even used a little bit more of him hot dogging it, to be honest. Yeah, right. Like, that really kind of put this scene together. Maybe with... jumping over the camera once or twice. Yeah. yeah. I, when he did that. Or like a chase with the RC car, that would have been fun. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Either way, he leads them to the beach, and he's behind a sign, so they're like, oh, how are we going to get him? 
Well, they bust out the boom, boom, orang. And they chuck it and hits him right in the face. It explodes. <laughs> and this one blows the bad dummy in half. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. This is a good one. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> so they split up because they're headed towards. Just like Bruce Penhall's character. Split up like they just got hit by a boom. Orang. <laughs> okay, so they head towards Ortiz's house. Like they don't have a body. <laughs> oh, my God. Why do we do this? <laughs> That's why I do this. Make people hurt with bad jokes. Uh, <laughs> and Ortiz has been tipped off by the radio that they're coming, kind of. And so he sends his men out. He's got two more men. And fucking shoot one of them shoots Taryn in the chest with a shotgun. Yeah. So she's down, but she's not down because she's got a bulletproof vest, even it's, though it's just a cargo vest. It's from REI. Right. It's like the best made vest ever. Yeah, yeah it's in case bears have guns. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've killed enough hunters now. Yeah. There is a possibility that yeah. they're out there. They're arming themselves. Mm-hmm. Man, this trout that I just caught is packing a fucking deuce deuce. <laughs> a brown trout deuce deuce? Oh, what? no. It's a double deuce. This largemouth bass has got a Mac 10. That's <laughs> dumb. And he won't shut up about it. He's got fucking gold-plated teeth and chains. No, that's just (laughs) shut up, you stupid big mouth bass. Okay, okay. (laughs) P Diddy's never gonna call you. (laughs) Mm. Okay. Um. (laughs) So Taryn uses the RC car to blow her way into the house. Yeah. It's kind of a disappointing use of the RC car. Well, I think she thinks that she blew everybody off. She didn't. She just blew up his sunroom. Yeah. She ends up killing him anyway yeah. with guns. Right. Does she kill Michael McDonald? No. Ortiz, he busts out on the motorcycle. He drives through his wall and yeah. heads towards the beach to get away, or I don't know what he's doing, but it doesn't matter because Donna's there. Donna spears him. I See, I can do... Uh, puns too yeah because that's her name spear. <laughs> yeah she hits him with a harpoon yeah explodes him it's a splody harpoon it's pretty sweet uh lg calls donna and says hey i've got some suspicions about my man that got killed in a jeep <laughs> she's like yeah we're in the middle of the triumphant and uh, final gunfight yeah it doesn't matter dude we're blowing everybody up oh okay yeah. okay cool, i think cool, i've cool. gotten to the bottom of this <laughs> Uh, Jose actually didn't work for me. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't my Jeep. I don't even like sandwiches. <laughs> when did I buy a Jeep? Yeah. Mm. Travis rides up to Pantera where she's at and he's got a cast on and the crutch that the professor gave. Him, yeah. Which she's like, what's happened? What happened to you? He's like, uh, Got hurt. Sprained my leg. Yeah. 
Because if there's anything I know about riding motorcycles, it's perfectly fine to do that when <laughs> your leg is broken. On. Yeah. If there's anything that you can do, do it before trying to ride a motorcycle <laughs> with a broken cat. leg. <laughs> She's like, okay, cool. Go into that house. And he's like, all right. So he goes inside this house, and inside the house is the Picasso trigger and the Picasso trigger. Wait, no, they make out first, don't oh, they? Oh, yeah, they make out. So course. she's like, why are you in here? And he's like, I don't know. Make out with me. And then she's about to stab him, and then Donna spears That's her. the end. Oh, yeah, no, that, 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 yeah, you jumped ahead. Okay, never mind. Yeah, the, the inside the house is the Picasso trigger and the Picasso trigger, the painting and the man. So he's not dead. Whoa. And he didn't donate to the citizens of Paris. And he didn't give that painting away. <laughs> Maybe Paris gave it back. They were like, thanks. It's he, a fish. <laughs> in his monologue, isn't about his evil plan. He's like, yeah, I fucking kept the painting. Yeah, right. And Travis is like, I knew you weren't dead. And he's like, okay, I knew you. Okay. Uh, you didn't kill Joe Don Baker. And he's like, yes, I did. No, you didn't. You're right. I didn't. <laughs> All you right. have to know how to handle your enemies. I am lost now. Huh. So he wanted to kill all of these other uh, lethal agents. Yeah. No, he wanted to kill all these other uh, criminal guys who had power, and he didn't want to show the power anymore. So share show the share the power. He's an agent of lethal. No, he's not. He was. He was. He's a double he agent. Dead. What's Picasso triggers? Deal. No, Jackie, he was an a he's the best agent that they had. Oh, I didn't catch that part. That's I thought he was part of the why criminal like, syndicate. We gotta all our agents are dying. They've already killed our best agent. We gotta do something about that. That's a whole step into the lethal getting involved. But yes, Picasso Trigger was manipulating Lethal to kill these guys, but why? So he can keep the painting. But it's his, and he could just keep it. I don't get what he's doing. He just doesn't like anybody. I don't. He just doesn't like LG. You. He at some point says, "Thanks for taking out all the competition for me." Maybe he's gonna go rogue. He's gonna start his own agency of. Because I think they're not really working for the government. I think they're pretty much just hitmen. Uh, they have to be working for the government because at one point, Terrence says. The Witness. one peep, the one group that would never betray us is the federal government. <laughs> she said that out loud. She said yeah. that out loud. Is she sure about that? <laughs> and they all had badges. Uh, oh, they do have badges. Yeah. Yeah. No, lethal is a government agency, right. or at least a, a contract agency. You know, maybe they're like Blackwater or something. Um, I, I don't know what Picasso Trigger is doing, and I don't know what the. I think he's trying to the painting is or nothing. Maybe he's taking it over so we can really get some double agenting going on. I faked my own death so that you guys would kill the guys who were trying to kill me. That's and my brother and my brother. And I blew up the only guy I want to kills friend in his Jeep. Uh, Maybe his ranch hand. I'm not sure who that guy was as a way to manipulate you into killing. I don't into killing yourself guys who were trying to kill me. Um, that are my brother. That are my brother. A very con- convoluted plot. Um, he monologues, and that allows Travis to load his crotch 
crutch gun. Crotch gun. <laughs> he doesn't have a crotch gun. I saw him in a Speedo earlier. <laughs> yep, that's true. <laughs> a little Freudian slip right there. Uh, apparently the ladies of 1997 or 1977 would disagree. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah. He shoots, but Picasso Trigger has a drop-down bulletproof shield. It's like he has a... It's like a drop-down glass shield. Right. Installed in his house. Yeah, for in case people try to shoot him with a crutch. When he's standing right there. Yeah. And then he's got rocket cameras, too. Yeah. Hey, see that camera up there? It's got rockets in it. got rockets in it. <laughs> we'll shoot back. Rocket camera? <laughs> uh-huh. Then he's just like, peace out. Yeah, it goes away. Uh, Lady Pantera runs in, and she's like, hey... I'm glad you're okay. Don't shoot me. <laughs> Make out with me. And he's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, and that's when Donna spears her. Yeah, Donna yeah. spears her because she's a double trayer. She's going to kill double trayer. a double trayer. <laughs> a double trayer is actually when you have two pizzas in one oven at the same time. That's risky because you it know is. one of them's not going to get cooked right. You know, you get halfway through, you got to put you know, flip places with them. Oh. Yeah. That's a hot tip. Hot tip for hot pizza. So they chase after Picasso Trigger to the beach where he keeps his hovercraft. <laughs> and you also get a good shot. I liked the planning on this one uh-huh. where he runs out of this house holding a helmet. Right. <laughs> because well, he, he knows where he's going, right? Well, no, he wasn't going to be available for the hovercraft shoot. Oh, That's not yeah. the same person, right. so it's, right. a, it's a good cover. Yeah, it is a good cover. Or it could also be, dude, hovercrafts are, are really hard dangerous. to control. <laughs> yeah. But the person who's actually driving that hovercraft is not very it. slight of frame and right. not the same person. Yeah. And probably someone who can drive has the ability to <laughs> sort of steer to one completely tame the unpredictable. <laughs> um, it's also very considerate of him that he keeps a jet ski right next to his hovercraft escape vehicle so that they can have a chase. I loved watching uh, the Travis Abilene actor, Steve Bond, try to get the... They had to cut away because he grabbed the front of the jet ski to drag it into the water a couple times right. and dropped it. And like he like was really muscling it around and he moved it about like 12 inches maybe. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, cut to him in the water. Yeah. He's like, I can't get this in. Help me. Yeah. So they shoot at each other. They can't hit e- hit each other at all. So Donna hits him with another exploding harpoon, blows up the Picasso tree. This one's like a trident. Yeah. It yeah. Is. It's very weird. I don't know why she's dealing with different harpoon explosives. Why she has they so many come... different spears. She's like, oh boy. She's like Hawkeye. She just keeps reaching into her bag and pulling out whatever arrow. Yeah, she is. She's done a spear of spears of Hawkeye. Yeah. Well, at least he's dead now. Or is he? Or is he? <laughs> How many? And like, he's not. No. So then they're going to borrow the ending from Seven. Sort of. Well, before that, he blows his own man away. His. Oh, yeah. His Nazi priest. But the sidecar bishop. Yeah, sidecar bishop. Yeah. But that's only after he allows him to load up the car. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jeeves. Yeah, right. What a dick. Ugh. And he has the. He's not. He's even being cavalier because the box that the painting's in says that there's a painting in it. Right. <laughs> I'm taking this with me. Yeah. Uh, he goes outside, and Travis has set up his crutch into a missile launcher. Sure. 
and he's calculated with a calculator with a calculator the uh, coordinates of the pacemaker uh huh that's embedded in the Picasso trigger's chest yes at some point we only know that he has a pacemaker because they've been cramming the scar that he's got on his chest the whole time yeah okay and this is happens at the end of seven with the professor doing the shooting yeah but i thought there was a different tracking system oh yeah it wasn't this exactly but it's pretty much the same i don't thing. think you have a homing device in your pacemaker when you get one put in he didn't have a homing device he just knew the coordinates of it which would change as soon as he moved right so either way he just shot he a man knew the, in the other chest. coordinates of it what other coordinates the ones where he was gonna be at no he just <laughs> Yeah, no, he shoots a man across an island in the chest with a missile. Free from a crutch. From a crutch. By punching in some numbers into a calculator. Yes. And then, and then says explains that he had the coordinates. Right. That's all the information I have. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so post-team celebration at Edie's. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, Terrence keeping the painting, the Picasso trigger painting. Yep. The end. Or is it? Is the Picasso trigger dead? I would think he's dead at this point. Well, the most important question this movie could ask is, how many people look exactly like a Picasso trigger? Well, the one guy was wearing a helmet, so we can't really have kept, we have to count. Oh, okay. That's a good point. That's a good point. Okay. So one. And then the guy at the beginning. That's the one guy. Right. Yeah. Okay. So he's got right. one doppelganger. Mm, who's dead. Who's dead. And a guy in a helmet who's dead. And okay. he himself is dead. All right. All right. That's the end of Picasso Trigger then. Next. Well, I guess we already answered who the least favorite Abilene is. We all hate Travis. Yeah, we all hate Travis. Travis and it's hard because LG shoots a guy in the chest. Uh-huh. And that's like the only thing he does to separate himself from Travis, really, other than not be creepy as fuck. Well, let me let me phrase it this way. Name something Travis Abilene does in this movie. Bangs checks. That's it. He does shoot the missile at the he end. He shoots him the missile at the end, but he does he accomplishes nothing else. And really in that factor, all he does is assemble a machine and then plug in numbers that he was told to plug in. He's a data entryist mm-hmm. at that point in time. The professor is the one who built this incredible crutch rocket launcher that he he hit the on button on something that's it that's all he does travis sucks he does suck donna i think he can i think he can leave this one for somebody else (laughs) you don't need to be jealous of lady pantera lady pantera is way out of travis's league as well (laughs) and yeah well then who's your favorite who's who's the favorite agent here uh, in this film, um, I kind of like Lady Pantera. Really? I, I kind of thought she was awesome. Okay. I thought she was fun. I liked that she was, a, I mean, not it was telegraphing that she was a double agent, but uh, I liked her character. Sure. I thought she was a good time. Jackie? I like Donna's friend, Tara. Taryn. Taryn? Yeah, yeah, Taryn. Home yeah, Maria Taryn. Carlton is my favorite. All the t- whenever, whenever she's in, I don't have a very good time going, oh my God, you're so hot. Right. And I had kind of forget about everybody else. Sure. Okay. I can see that. I also like Edie. I think, Edie's good, yeah. 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 Edie, to me, is the most beautiful one. Yeah. Edie's really pretty. Uh, Cynthia Broomhall. Cynthia Broomhall, yeah. yeah. Uh, she went on to be a Price is Right lady. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the Barker's 
sexually babes. harassed person. I don't know if that she was one of those, but uh, yeah. either way. Is lethal accountable to the American people? No. No? Uh-uh. There, so by that question, I mean, is there congressional oversight on lethal? No. No. Because what they have done here is for no reason got into an internal war with themselves. Yeah. They have accomplished no good for anybody. Uh-uh. They just killed a bunch of guys. That were their own guys. Who were their own guys so they could kill one of their own guys. Yes. Yep. Okay. Civil War. I don't think that Congress is going to fund them anymore. How would Congress fund them at all when LG's running the show? Where's LG getting the money? Horse excursion. <laughs> I believe it was from the... Uh, World's Fair and Ladies Chili <laughs> Cook-Off. <laughs> oh, this will never work. I keep funneling all my profits into lethal. Yeah. <laughs> Who just kills each other. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah. I got to sell this town. Where does this rank in the Andy Sedaris pantheon? Jackie, let's go with you. Last. Last of the, fil- of the films we've done. Of the three that you've seen? Uh, yeah, the four now that we've reviewed. Oh, seven, this- I keep forgetting. Yeah, on this podcast. I didn't. I'm. I'm going to give this one. I, I like this one the least. Okay, Sam. It's kind of tight. I. I like it more than seven. Barely. Really. Well, okay. I think second seven's my second favorite. Really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I like hard ticket. Hard ticket's pretty awesome. I actually, because here's what I'm getting cloudy. I think I might like seven better. Even though this is sort of the most eventful, because mm-hmm. of that, it sort of loses its heat. Here and there. Yeah, I'll There's you. too much going on. And so I think I even like um, Savage Beach better than this one. Okay. All right. Um, but I do like this one better than the first one with Estrada. Stacy. No, it's like number six or something in the, in oh, the, the larger first series. film that yeah. features Estrada. Of the first four, this is number four for me. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think count, this is the, the least of my favorites too but i still like it a lot i do um it's missing some things uh that song in hard ticket is so awesome it needs something like that one of those mid-80s gentle beach uh yacht rocky type songs that's that's catchy uh it needs an exploding skateboarder there's there's no one thing about this film that you could be like dude you have to see it for this particular sure i think that in the as i was saying in the beginning that technology afforded them some different budgetary concerns because mm-hmm. not only did they have uh, the title maker, but they also all of a sudden have one guy doing most of the music with just a keyboard. Yeah, right. And uh, so all of a sudden they, it was like, oh, maybe now we might have too many toys to play with. And yeah. so it got a little confused. A little here distracted there. here yeah. and there on what it, what it was doing. Um, it's still a do for me. Absolutely. I liked it. Jackie? Oh, yeah, it's still a do. Yeah. Same. Still totally a do. Okay. All right. Uh, that's your movie, folks. We've got a little listener feedback we need to get to this week, uh, starting, well, actually featuring any, uh, an email from, uh, our good friend, Jack B, uh, following up from our last week episode where he got to choose, uh, who killed Captain Alex out of Wakala world. If you, uh, dear listener, remember that from just a week ago, this is Uganda, this is Uganda. <laughs> he says, 
Hey guys, this is you got it. No, he says, <laughs> "Hey guys, I'm glad you enjoyed Who Killed Captain Alex, and I'm glad I was able to bring it to you." One thing I forgot about at the time I picked it was that it has a tiny connection with Batman Forever. Oh, really? Remember where we're going with this? Seal. Yeah, playing at a few points throughout the movie is a Pan Pipes cover of "Kiss from a Rose" by Seal. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a nice coincidence that you did these two movies so close together. I have my own theory about the movie that further ties Captain Alex to superheroes. I'm surprised you guys didn't mention this, but in the opening commando attack briefcase deal, there's a surprise cameo appearance by Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, yeah, we forgot to mention we noticed it. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was just maybe like a, you know, budget uh bad guy disguised because there was also another guy that was wearing a painter's mask sure like ooh villain so i thought like actually the painter's mask was a good guy okay whatever (laughs) some guy for no reason i can't figure out is wearing a spider-man mask i think the director saw marvel was going to be big and put spider-man in as a cameo so he could eventually direct black panther and rename the studio wakanda wood (laughs) another example of his sheer brilliance that's a reach that's a reach (laughs) That's a reach. <laughs> I also figured out what's in Captain Alex's briefcase, and I'm surprised none of you mentioned it. It's obviously Marcellus Wallace's soul. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie's like, who? Yeah, like, <laughs> no, you're talking about Pulp Fiction, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was yeah. the prevailing theory in Pulp Fiction. That it, oh, well, I never figured out what, what the hell it was in the, there. Yeah. Glowing cash. Yeah. I thought it was just gold coins with like a flashlight. <laughs> It's just on all the time. Yeah, open like, the, or it's like wired to the briefcase, like, oh, like it's the fucking holy grail. <laughs> Five dollars worth of gold coins. Again, I'm glad I could bring this movie to you guys. I can't wait for the Smab Fuzz, Jack. So there you go. Thank you again, Jack. We loved it. Uh, Sam, it's your pick next week. Where are we going? Back to what, Hollywood? This is Uganda. Why do you look like you have to take a crap? I he forgot looks, what I was going to do. He this looks week. like a drunk Orson Welles. A drunk Orson <laughs> You like French champagne? Yeah. Oh, the French. <laughs> the French. Orson Welles. I can't even do an Orson Welles. He's pinky in the brain. Apparently, Orson you, Welles guy. you missed the drunk Orson Welles that was touring Reddit a while ago. No, I didn't see yeah. any. That's too bad. Yeah, Google it's, drunk Orson Welles doing a f- wine commercial. So it probably was when they released the... Orson Welles Netflix stuff, I'm guessing. Yay. Uh, you know what? I completely forgot what I was going to do. I know that I was going to do the stupid um, Carry On Columbus, if I can find it, but I think it's mm. going to take me longer than the next week to find that. Okay. But uh, it won't be uh, coming at you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll find out what it is uh, next episode. So enjoy your week, guys, and uh, get to the chopper. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper.